I'm a little kid beat. Hey, cushion cold water, got that cushion cold water. Hey, cushion cold water, got that cushion cold water. Hey, cushion cold water, got that cushion cold water. Hey, it's the motherfucking pie. Yeah, cushion cold water, got that cushion cold water. Cushion cold water, got that cushion cold water. Yeah, cushion cold water, got that cushion cold water. Yeah, it's the motherfucking pie. You heard the motherfucking intro. Welcome to the Cushion Cold Water Podcast. My name is Taj Brown. Uh, and to, today, we're going to talk about some shit, man. You know, uh, last week, I ended the conversation with us talking a little bit about social media. Um, just kind of talking about the dangers of social media. Just how, and not necessarily the dangers that can, well, yeah, I guess the dangers that can be on social media. We're going to get into that a little bit more. I didn't really want to talk about too much too soon in the first episode just kind of wanted to give you all a nice little feel of uh what was on my brain um the type of things that we will be discussing um yeah but just getting into it just continuing off of what i left um left off with last week social media when it comes to social media i come to realize that social media has gone from a tool that we we can use for all types of good things connecting with friends family people we ain't seen in a long time all that shit you feel me it's great for that right social media also as we know has its negative sides as well but when did it get like that right that's a question that we got to ask when did social media become so toxic because prior to you know whatever you believe or whatever social media hasn't always been that that's not always been social media's mo it's not always been a place where uh, you know, you can go if you want to raise your blood pressure or if you want to just get stressed out or whatever the fuck. It, it's never it, it wasn't always that we was coming up in an era where a lot of our parents were on MySpace. A lot of us were on MySpace. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Facebook, early Facebook. A, a lot of us snuck and got on there when we weren't supposed to. A lot of our parents were on there. And, and it just really don't seem like social media was as toxic back then you feel me like uh, people still had their opinions people still uh may share them on social media probably not as uh, in-depth as they would now but some people would you know share their opinions but the thing that i noticed from back then and now back then it didn't really matter to people what was on your myspace wall you feel me if you thought the artist that was on my myspace wall was whack i ain't give a fuck talk shit Nigga, I rock with him. I fucks with Soldier Boy on my. Nah, I ain't gonna say so. We all had Soldier on our shit at one point. Uh, shit. I don't know, nigga. We, we. Uh, Ace Hood. I don't know, nigga. I thought about somebody. Ace Hood was the first person I thought of that don't really matter in real life no more. But either way it go, <clears throat> it didn't matter what other people thought. That didn't, that was never a thing that we cared about. But what's the reason that we care so much now about the opinions of others, right? Have y'all ever just stopped to think about that? Why is it that whenever you get on social media, you know, for most of us, I'm not going to say for all of us, most of us, when you get on social media, why is it that you run the risk of reading a comment or reading a post or seeing a picture or seeing a meme or whatever that can literally alter your mood in that moment? You feel me? That wasn't the, that wasn't always the case. That wasn't always the case at all. And I have an opinion as to why that started to become the case with social media. And it's got something to do with some shit 
with some motherfuckers that I don't fuck with at all. The media. The actual media. I don't fuck with media, period. I I don't... And, and it's so hard to say that, right? Because media is everywhere. You get on social media, that is the media. And that's the problem, you see? Because how was, how was people consuming media back in the day, right? People would consume media from newspapers, the radio, then TV... You know, that was the main source. Everybody was stuck in front of their TV. That was a that was a big thing. Everybody's still stuck in front of their TV now. Um, but that's how media was consumed. Now media is consumed over social media. Now you get an alert on your phone telling you, hey, this is what's happening in the world. And this is how you should feel about it. That's the problem. That last part right there. That's the problem. This is how you should feel about it. That part is the most dangerous shit in the world. And that's my problem with the media. Because the media has now, like I said, invaded social media. The media and social media is all one at this point, right? So if we got a group of people that believe in this one thing and they get an alert on their phone saying, hey, guess what? We just got word that the people that work for this company over on this side or the people that's over here, they think this. Can you believe that? That's absolutely crazy that they think that. Hey, we should we should let them know about themselves. Or better yet, you should let them know about themselves. And you read that alert and you say, what the fuck? What? How could they possibly think that? Man, fuck, whoever thinks that is a is a whatever is a dumbass, is an idiot, is a whatever the case may be. Then you got the person on the other side. They receive a notification on their phone too, right? Ding. That notification say, hey, this, that side over there just found out that we think like this, but they oppose it. How could anyone oppose that? Look at those guys over there. Fuck them. They're monsters. They're this, they're that. And guess what? Now both sides, every time you see somebody that posts something that's different than what you think, or every time you see somebody that posts something that's different than what you believe, what did that side tell you to do? Probably not even consciously. It's just little keywords, little clue words they might throw in there that uh, your brain just automatically pick up. That side is pretty much saying, hey, you see that side over there? Fuck that side. That side, fuck that side. Come over here with us, bro. Fuck that side. That side ain't shit. They think like this. They think like that. They ain't, they ain't, yeah, they ain't right. And the other side saying the same thing. Boy, fuck that side. Fuck them. That sound familiar? Exactly. So, my point is, with social media, we got to realize, and I'm a victim of this too. I've been a victim of this. We got to realize it's not real life, bro. None of it, none of it, not a piece of it. No matter what the media wants you to feel, they gonna tell you what they want you to hear. They gonna tell you whatever they want you to believe. Whatever whatever story they want out there is gonna be out there. They not gonna tell you about the food shortage in the world, pretty much, that's been going on since the coronavirus. They not gonna put that in the news. It's certain things in the, in, in that the media is just not gonna touch. They gonna say shit and report shit that they want you to my bad that was a that was a a ringtone um but they gonna say shit man 
that they they want you to believe they want you to believe it's true they want you to take it as gospel that's what they're going to do and that's not okay that's never okay it's never okay at all so the fact that the matter is bro it, it's it's up to us to realize just how strong-minded we are just how strong will we are and we got to be able to realize that people are going to have their opinions people going to feel a certain type of way people might even hate you for no reason not even might it, it happens racism is here it, it, it exists people can hate you for whatever but guess what if it's somebody on social media that you never gonna see in your entire life that has nothing to do that can do that can do nothing to directly affect you in your life right now today other than make a post that's gonna ruin your whole entire day and now you find yourself going on rants all day sharing videos all day i've been there i've done it i've done it and it all comes from a place of hurt dog it does we hurt we hurt it comes from a place of hurt and it's not just our people it's it's people of all ages colors rate all of them are stuck in this this whole social media trap and i'm not saying delete all your social media it would be nice i guarantee you if you did your mental would be probably 10 times better within two weeks but i'm not saying that keep social media if you want to but don't depend on social media just like you shouldn't depend on anything else just like you shouldn't depend on anything else. You shouldn't depend on that glass of wine after after work every single day. You shouldn't depend on it. If you want to enjoy it, great. But if you feel like you need that, that's a problem. I love my Kush. This is the Kush and Cold Water motherfucking podcast. But if you feel like you dependent on it, you probably don't need it. It's probably not best for you. So that's what I'm going to say about social media. If you really feel like you can't live without social media if the first thing you do every morning is wake up to check your phone just to see just to see what somebody said just to see who's saying what who feels like what today what's interesting you you that's when you start to let it literally control your life what i want you to do this is a little experiment that i did for myself something that i just came up with and I feel like it worked for me. It might not work for y'all. I'm not a fucking mental scientist. I don't fucking know how that shit worked. But an experiment that I really, really want y'all to try. When it comes to social media, just try your hardest. When you pick up your phone, anytime you check it, just try to remember. This shit not real life. Whether it's good or bad. It's not real life. It can be used as entertainment, laugh at it, whatever. But please don't let social media affect your mental. Don't let it guide how the rest of your day is going to go. None of that. Because it ain't real, bro. None of that shit can directly affect you. Go outside and get some sun, my nigga. Go outside and take a walk. Go, 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 go on a date. Go with somebody. Go, you feel me? Spend time with somebody that you love. Focus on the shit that matter, bro. Because at the end of the day, social media don't matter. It's not real. It's not going to matter in the end. It's not. Focus on the right shit, y'all. Focus on the right shit. Um, and another thing that I kind of wanted to touch on, too, uh, was we talked a little bit last week about sports. As y'all know, like I said, Bears fan, Bulls fan, sports fan in general. Um, many of y'all know. 
um, Chicago Bears tight end, Jimmy Graham. So I play fantasy football. I'm pretty sure y'all do too. So in fantasy football, I start Jimmy Graham. The first two weeks of the season. Puts up a total of a whole nine points. Within two weeks combined, nine points. And this week, I put him on the bench because I'm like, Jimmy ain't going to do shit. Mitch ain't throwing him the ball. Whatever, whatever. Then that motherfucker Nick Foles came in. My nigga. That nigga Nick Foles came in, bruh. And when I tell you when that, hey, bro, as soon as Nick Foles came in and that nigga had the visor on, I said he finna go the fuck off on Atlanta. I was looking. I knew. I knew. But I didn't know Jimmy Graham was going, you feel me, go off the way he did too. And it was a slight little go off because it was all probably in like the, the end of the third, fourth quarter. Point is, I fucks with Nick Foles for winning us the game and for him being a starting quarterback going forward. Congratulations, Nick. But the fact of the matter is, I'm still fucking pissed off because why the fuck y'all decided to put Nick Foles in the game when I benched Jimmy motherfucking Graham? What kind of shit is that? kind of shit is that? Matt Nagy do you was you paying attention to my fantasy lineup is it because of what I said last week on the podcast you not that bad of a coach I was listen listen man I'm gonna start Jimmy this week Matt please please brother just try your hardest to give him the ball get him at least six targets at least if you give him six targets he gotta catch some he gotta catch some and and y'all I'm, I'm, y'all ain't gonna be, y'all don't know how hurt I was, bro. Jimmy Graham put up 25 points. He put up 25 points. He put up nine total points in the first two weeks. In a week three, he put up 25 points. And I put him on the bench. And I lost. I lost. I'm raising my blood pressure. Let me, anyways. How about that, uh, game one of the finals? Ooh. Ooh. That one was scary. Of course, the Los Angeles Lakers, they beat the shit. When I say the shit, they beat the shit out of the motherfucking Miami Heat, my guy. That shit wasn't even, that wasn't, that wasn't, it shouldn't even been a thing. But Miami's defense, they, they did have some injuries and they did start to fight back a little bit towards the end. Um, It didn't really get them nowhere. I mean, I do think that because of the injuries that they sustained, I believe that Goran Dragic is out for the next game, and so is Bam Adebayo. So those are two big pieces missing from that Miami Heat squad. So Tyler Hero, uh, Butler, I know that he was hobbled last game. He's going to have to step up. Um, or else the Lakers, that they might run away and sweep these guys, man, for real. They low-key might run away and sweep these guys, and we don't want that. That um, We want to see an entertaining NBA Finals. Um, and personally, me being a Chicago fan, just to kind of – Say, fuck you to Jerry Reinsdorf. I do want to see Jimmy Butler get a ring. Because, of course, the Bulls management are the ones who felt that Jimmy Butler could not uh, be the leader of a championship team. Of course, he's in the finals right now. So, good job, Bulls. Um, but, yeah, again, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers defeated the Miami Heat in game one of the NBA finals, 116-98. Um, but, yeah, man, some things that I think that they would need to do to kind of just get shit together. They gonna have to just play defense better, man. Their defense was atrocious. Was atrocious last game. 
Um, they shit was bogus. I sound like Charles Barkley. I said atrocious. But they shit was bogus last game, man. It's really just going to take them kind of, you know, just stepping up on that on that tip. Um, and as a lot of y'all know, man, I got some funny shit. I know I'm just kind of jumping all around the place right now, but I just thought about this shit, and it's funny, so sh- fuck you. Uh, basically, bro, I love living. If y'all don't know, I live in Houston now. I live in Houston, Texas, uh, from Chicago. So I love the South, bro. The South is it's cool. It's cool. Well, Houston. I ain't going to say the South because there's some questionable shit going on in the South. But one of the things I love about the South, bro, is y'all some fucking hustlers. If you listen to this and you live in Houston, especially, y'all some fucking hustlers. Y'all going to get to y'all bread, man. That's the one thing I'm going to say about y'all. Y'all going to get to y'all bread. And y'all will sell anything, too. Y'all sell any fucking thing. Funny as shit. I talked to this one lady. I'm saying, I'm like, yeah, so what you do for work? She say, I sell stove ass. I say, what? You you sell, you sell what? I sell stove ass. Mm-hmm. Gas and electric. Bruh, when I tell you, when I tell you, she say, she sells stove eyes, like the eyes on a stove. I say, so you mean to tell me that you make a living selling stove eyes? Yep. Everybody needs stove ass. That's why we got gas and electric. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. When I tell y'all, y'all Southern motherfuckers are so funny. I just had to give y'all that quick shout out, man. That shit is hilarious. Another thing that I feel that we definitely got to touch on is 100% the debate. Y'all seen that shit? I know y'all seen that weird ass debate. Just too old ass. Just too old, ugly ass niggas just going and just talking and, and dragging on about nothing and stuttering and stumbling and all types of shit. It was just so fucking bad all around, bruh. But I ain't gonna lie, I got my laughs off in that bitch. That shit had me dying i was in that bitch dying laughing bro that shit some of that shit was funny it wasn't funny because these the motherfuckers that's supposed to be running this motherfucking country or at least supposedly running it or kind of running it however the fuck this shit work we all don't know fuck it these supposed to be the two motherfucking future commander in chiefs or potential whatever the case may be one of them already is and these niggas was literally up there just going back and forth like they was in second grade my nigga Bro, but the funniest shit wasn't even either one of the candidates, though. I know y'all peep. Funniest motherfucker of the whole motherfucking debate was the moderator, bro. Oh, that nigga was funny because he was getting hot. He was getting hot for real. He was getting pissed off with them Because, <laughs> hey, it was so funny because he started off calm. He started off calm as hell. And he was just really trying to keep order because you can tell he been doing that shit for a minute. You know what I'm saying? He... He done did, he done moderated some shit before in his life. So, nigga, he started off. He was just like, "Hey, gentlemen, hey guys, hey gentlemen, do you think you can? Do you think you stay on course? I mean, you promised. He was promised two minutes. I'm, fuck, these fucking assholes, fucking bastards, fucking dickheads, man. The fuck, hey, hey guys, you fucking shut the hell up, Jesus. Like, bro, it was the funniest switch." ever but one thing that we definitely need to talk about is something that's actually pretty serious that came from that election i mean not the election i'm sorry uh by the way if y'all gonna vote go do that shit but either way uh 
some on a serious note, something that came out of that debate uh, that really caught my attention and a lot of people's attention on a lot of different ends of the spectrum. It definitely caught some attention. Um, it was a time during the, the debate when Donald Trump, well, both candidates, not just him, was asked if they would do everything that they could to essentially, I'm paraphrasing here, so this might not be the exact question, but if they can do everything that they could, if either of them is not voted into office to keep their sides, and we all know what they mean by their sides, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show, keep their sides contained and calm if there is a change of power or whatever the case may be, or isn't a change of power. And Donald Trump said, that he will tell his proud boys to stand by. Now, at first he just at first he said stand um stand by, I believe. Then he said stand down or stand it, it was either way, but he said stand down, stand by. Either way, bro. If y'all don't know who the proud boys are or what the proud boys are about, I'm going to just give y'all a little bit of a, a taste of what they are. I started this gang called the Proud Boys. And, the Proud uh, Boys? The Proud Boys. What is the, what's Proud Boys about? We will kill you. That's the Proud Boys in a nutshell. We will kill you. We look nice. We seem soft. We have boys in our name. But like Bill the Butcher and the Bowery Boys, we will assassinate you. Now, part of the reason I agree to do the talk is because I'm allowed to bring all my guys. And we can fight our way in and fight our way out. Eating the shit out of these people. I think it's our job to do it. And the cops just turn a blind eye. If you're wearing a MAGA hat, as Sal is right now, Sal's in the studio, folks. Oh my God, it's Sal Cipolla. Where are you from? Out here. Wow, you came, came a long way. You're wearing a MAGA hat, and some guy with a slightly punk demeanor comes up to you and says, Hey, are you Sal or are you pro Trump? Choke him. Trust your instincts. Don't listen to what he has to say. Choke him. If I do a video where I say, how about we start throwing bricks? Is that legal? I, you can't call for violence on a specific person, but can you say they're throwing bricks? We should throw bricks. Can you call for violence generally? Because I am. Fighting solves everything. We need more violence from the Trump people. Trump supporters, choke a motherfucker. Choke a bitch. Choke a tranny. Get your fingers around the windpipe. I want violence. I want... That's just a little taste, just a little smidgen of what the Proud Boys are. Now, the Proud Boys, as they call themselves, they are, of course, armed. And, of course, they only have one brain, and that's to follow whatever the fuck Donald Trump says. So, we all know how Donald Trump can get. Um, apparently I don't, I, he's been blocked on my Twitter. I'd like to keep peace in my life. Um, so he's been blocked on my Twitter, but he tweets things all the time, tweets these just dangerous things. So now that he said that at the debate, it's sparked across the entire country, proud boys coming out the woodworks all these members of the Proud Boys, they travel from from fucking state to state. They travel all across the country. Literally, this is not this is not fake. I'm not making this up. They do. They have meetings. 
this is a modern day well-dressed KKK. It seems like it definitely seems like and it seems like the leader of this modern day KKK is Donald J. Trump, the orange man, as we like to call him on the Cushion Cold Water podcast. The orange man is the motherfucker who at the drop of a dime can literally cause these zombies of his, these proud boys of his, quote unquote, to just go out and just start shooting people and killing people. Think about that. Think about that. The president of the United States, he knows the power that he has because that's why he said, I will tell my proud boys to stand down, to stand by. That was the part that got me to stand by. Because Donald Trump, if y'all, I don't know if y'all peeped this part too. He said, if I lose this election, the only way is because the ballots were rigged. He keep talking about the ballots. Keep on talking about the ballots. The only way I lose this election is if the ballots is if the ballots are rigged. And if we lose this election, American people just can't go for that. So basically what Donald Trump is saying is that if he lose this election, it's time to bring the proud boys in. It's time to call the Proud Boys because this ain't right. That means that I was cheated. That means America is crooked and that's not what we stand for here in America, right? That's what that means. So I'm here to say just be safe. That's all I'm here to really say. But if you got guns, if you don't got guns, whatever the case may be, you can take the information that I just gave you and do with that what you will. You could take the information that I just gave you about this group that is out here, that does exist, that is real, and it, that's everywhere. That's all over the country. It's there. They here. They are. So the point is, be as safe as possible. Be as cautious as possible. And stay as protected as you possibly can. Because to have a danger like this, with so much power, with so much notoriety, with so much attention, because attention is the biggest thing in 2020. Shit, attention been the biggest thing for the past six years, five years. That's what everybody has always cared about is attention. That's the social media area. That's the social media era. That's what, of course, we've been, I guess you could say programmed. I don't want to sound all woke, but we have been. That's what we've been programmed for. That's the social media era for you, man. But the point of the matter is we just got to stay as as cautious as possible, man, because this ain't nothing to play with. And the fact that this man is is essentially saying, hey, because I think the reason why I'm why, why I'm taking it so serious is because this man right here, this man, Trump, one thing that he has done he's created a cult a cult following no matter what he does no matter what he says no matter how many lies he get caught up in no matter what his quote-unquote supporters are always going to be that to them he is going to be their president he is their president so my biggest fear 
Donald Trump gets voted out of office November 3rd. Of course, he's still the president until that next year. But he gets voted out of office. Do you know how shitty shit is going to be? Now, potentially, potentially, of course, this is all potentially. We don't know what's going to happen. And I do still think that he needs to be voted out of office. But just know it's a preparation that's going to come with this time. This is a time that we, us, us firsthand, none of us, we haven't seen it before firsthand. We haven't been through it before firsthand, but we're about to go through it. It's about to happen. We're about to get to that point where history is going to repeat itself. It's unfortunate, but it's been happening. It does happen. History repeats itself. And I don't see anything changing at this point, but. One thing that I do see changing is the actual resilience and the actual chance that we have to prevent it from going the way that it did back then. We got that. We just got to organize. That's all it takes. But once again, this isn't a podcast to tell you what to think, what to believe, what to do. Do whatever the fuck you want. Think whatever the fuck you want to think. Believe whatever the fuck you want to believe. But at the end of the day. We just got to all just make sure that we take everything that we, all the information that we have, and we just use it to the best of our abilities to grow as a people in general, to grow as a people in general, because a lot of the shit that we mad over, a lot of the shit that we angry over, a lot of the shit that we think is important is really not, I promise y'all it's not, Joe. I promise y'all it's not, but uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to go ahead and I'm gonna wrap this episode up, uh, the Cushion Cold Water Podcast. Next week, next week, next week, next week, I cannot stress this shit enough. Y'all make sure that y'all do tune in next week because we have a very, very, very special motherfucking guest that's going to be coming on the Cush and Cold motherfucking water motherfucking podcast. Next week, we got Dale Monos. He is an artist out of Houston, Texas. Uh, We're going to talk to him, chop it up a little bit about his art, about some of the things that he may have going on here soon. Um, but yeah, man, I'm super excited. I appreciate y'all for joining me for this edition of the Cush and Cold Water podcast. My name is Taj Brown again, and we finna get up out of here. Boy! I ain't saving shit. Do it look like I got a cape on? Look me in my face. Do it look like I'm trying to play? Nah, fuck a back block. We gon' find out where a nigga stay, dog. No patience. Little bro hit the line, he got the location. Slide on him, fire on him. We can't do no more waiting.